Yeah, I can record tonight or six weeks from now. Those are my Okay, cool. Ones. For sure. Well, <laughs> let's get going then. <laughs> Just kidding. Sorry, I was trying to read an email at the same time. Okay, oh, cool. Sorry. I'm super present and ready to record this episode. Uh, about Finney's and the fur. Uh-huh. Why do I hear, like, an echo? Uh, from me? Um, yes. Oh, my echo cancellation's on. Why? Wait, it's it's supposed to be off, right? Supposed to be off. Oh. Okay, so maybe it was on that one time. I don't know why. You don't have any speakers speaking except for your headphones, right? Uh, it's fine. I don't I think so. I, okay. Oh, okay. Great. Well, so no worries. Um, that was it then. We're good. Super <laughs> duper. I, did you have a fun anecdote that you wanted to share? No, that was it. So that was good. I loved it. Thanks. Me too. Gonna, you know, I don't have a birthday party to attend, but I am gonna eat an entire cake by myself. So did you? Oh, I was gonna ask. Is that like for you? For you? Did you just make it for fun, or are you taking it somewhere? Well, tomorrow's linger longer, but hmm, if this cake is really good, I might just keep it. <laughs> Same. Because I keep buying myself little <laughs> tuxedo cakes from King Supers, and oh, I simply don't have the money to fuel so both that and my blueberry pomegranate lemonade addiction, so <laughs> I have to choose. Sure, sure. And uh, the lemonade's winning. Yeah, that's fair. Because I can make cake myself, but I don't know what mystery syrup they're putting in that lemonade, and so I have to continue mm. going to worship at the altar of wendy okay okay what am i talking about i don't know we're gonna have to start this episode <sighs> welcome to podcast without a cool acronym welcome everyone's buddy. favorite podcast y- yeah Certainly recently my- voted best <laughs> podcast <laughs> full stop that's it <laughs> <laughs> By the Electoral College. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny because they're all 100 years old. Everyone in the Electoral College is? Yes. I just I think it's different every year, right? I don't know. It's like a... It's like made up, kind of. Like, it's not... I don't know how it works, to be 100% honest with you. Speaking of was, things that like, work, abolish it before now. <laughs> yeah, what is, what is that? I just was trying to transition back to our podcast. Oh, <laughs> uh, us hard on this podcast, which is why we've won so many awards. Uh huh. This is a podcast where we talk about Phineas and Ferb and other together stuff and at length. Today we're going to be talking about mm-hmm. episodes, episodes plural. 223A and 223B. Yeah. That's the format. That's how we do them. Yep. 223A. I'm going to start. I'm going to go first. Great. 223A. Sounds good. Is uh, called Undercover Carl. Whew. For a couple seconds, I was kind of worried I did the wrong ones. Like that one time. (laughs) I I don't know. Did you feel like my lead-in was not appropriate for this episode? No, I just, like, get worried. It it was just, you know, my brain. We're good. That's fair. That's Just how I think. Um, I'm ready. (laughs) Okay, cool. No, sorry. I was trying to... (laughs) (laughs) 
I was like, is this episode title just like really on the nose or is there like a, I couldn't remember mm. if there was a show or a movie called Undercover Cop. Uh, it feels like there has to have been at some point in time. I just mean one sure, that was like culturally sure. relevant. Popular. You know? Yeah. I mean, I didn't see anything in the, uh, the Wikipedia, but you know, okay, whatever. Great. Well, um, to, sure. to, to keep you from suspense, listener, this is an episode where Carl goes undercover. Uh-huh. again um but it's it's the whole episode i really Tim only vaguely remembered what this one was about when i started it i was like i kind of know but not really yeah uh, that's fair. it starts with something completely unrelated which is yeah. uh, they're sitting under the tree classic and then apple falls on phineas's head and i was like that's yeah. not an apple tree though okay. right? <laughs> that's what i have written down i was like <laughs> they put the apple what? up <laughs> I, I think someone know. just threw it at him, like, into their yard. I thought, yeah, maybe it was some wildlife, like a squirrel, but I don't know. Maybe. That was the most plausible thing he'd come up with. Also, I think he answer. threw it up there one just second so it could <laughs> the <laughs> shot started. <laughs> I like and it. And then it fell on his head so he could head. do this bit where the he gravity goes, gravity, bit. hmm. Um, <laughs> actually, it's what he says. I wonder if there's any way around that okay yeah. uh candace comes out and she asks what they're doing and they're like we're just trying to circumvent nature's laws and she's like even you can't change the law of gravity it's a universal law and at this point to myself i was like have they not already done okay this? yeah that I bubble mean... was definitely in defiance of gravity plus i thought they did like a did they do those floating trampolines already I don't Was that later? They spent like 40% of their know. lives in the sky. Okay? Yeah. Aerial usually not in any kind of approved vehicle. Correct. The point is, gravity wasn't really holding them back, but no. they've decided to fight it. It's today. personal. Today. Yeah. Candace goes on to say, it's a universal law. Like, you can't wear white after Labor Day. <laughs> and <laughs> goes... An absolute law without hope of appeal? That's despotism. <laughs> All right. Sure. Then he goes, hey, where... <laughs> this bit I did like. He goes, hey, where's Perry? And Candace is like, right here. <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> from Phineas. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I didn't see him. That's the opening scene. Yep. Then we cut to... Um, what's the name of the organization? Alka. Alka. <laughs> what's the name of our podcast? Doing great. <laughs> I'm doing so good. We're in Alka headquarters, and Monogram walks up to Carl and is like, hey, oh my gosh. I need your attention, I'm your boss. And yeah. Carl is like, oh, just one moment, sir, I'm finishing my status update, because it's 2008, and I'm a cool <laughs> college kid. His status update, listeners, is, quote, Carl is interning like there's no tomorrow. <laughs> he speaks in the third person. Also, yeah. that's the biggest thing I've ever heard. A hundred percent Carl was doing something else more suspicious on that computer and then when Monogram walked <laughs> up he was like just updating the old status lol. Also like isn't it a secret organization? What 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 social media platform is he on? I He's guess on maybe he could just be an intern for anything but like I don't know. Whatever. Maybe. <laughs> we learn a lot like... about Alka in this episode and yeah. Like it's, most things we learn about Alka, it leaves me with more questions and fury than answers. Yeah. Uh, we do learn a little bit in the next little moment 
about the ALCA employee evaluation process. System, yeah. Because <laughs> system is loose. I mean, Monogram yeah. is like, I have your evaluation. I just finished it. And then he goes, you got a gold star in every category except this one. And he gives Carl an evaluation that you would give to a kindergartner. Yeah. Which is just on a page. And there's like three categories. Yeah. I didn't read the categories. Oh, I forgot. It's what are they? Hi- it's something hygiene and initiative. I don't, I, I don't remember the first one because I was so focused on hygiene. <laughs> hygiene is an insane thing. Also, so, I don't believe so that Carl insane. got a gold star. Maybe compared <laughs> to Monogram, but yeah. like, geez. So yeah, he, he got a frowny face in initiative. That's not a joke. There's a frowny face on his paper. Like he's in the third grade. Yeah. Carl's devastated. He's like, I've never gotten less than a gold star my entire life. And I was like, who else is using the gold star system? Is that how your college classes are graded? Right? You got a gold star on every essay that you did? Is this this for everyone? I don't understand. Yeah. Does Perry get one of these evaluations? Does Monogram? He gets a frowny face in every freaking category. I mean, who would give it to Monogram? Like, the president? I don't know. I don't know either. I don't actually know who's in charge of him. It can't be him, right? I don't know. Maybe it's a really egalitarian organization. There's no, like, CEO or whatever. Sure. I don't know. So, Monogram, yeah, is like, well, I don't have to turn this in for another 24 hours. So, if you can show just an absurd amount of initiative in that time <laughs> yeah i will update there must be someone above him because he's turning it into someone sorry that's anyway, what i was thinking like, and i'll give you a gold star so carl's like okay sir and he goes i'll start now by triple checking the chatosphere for suspicious activities yeah which one we could talk about the phrase chatosphere <laughs> do i kind the whole of wish time. that that had you know outlasted the y2k era a little yeah. but also not really. Um, I think we should be adding O sphere to more things, actually. Is True. Like, like, instead of saying, like, book talk, it should be, like, bookosphere. <laughs> I think that would be fun. I like it. Me too. I'm tired of adding talk to the end of things. Sure, sure. That's just my take. Okay. The, the actual like important it. thing about this is that it introduces us to the surveillance state that Alka has oh, established. Yeah. At least in the tri-state area, if not the world. Yeah. Which is just, has to be so resource heavy and expensive. It's pretty and insane. it's against every law. Absolutely. Almost positive. More on that later. Back at home. Phineas is telling Ferb, nice work on the blueprint for the anti-gravity fun launcher. Because Ferb has once again done 100% oh, of work of the seriously. work. Seriously. And Phineas is not even willing to check the math himself. He's like, I'm yeah. upgrading or I'm posting it on our website. What? So Baljeet can check the math. Yeah. What again? Are they just like on the cloud? Like, why do they have a public website where they post I their blueprints? Also, like, email them to him. Also, isn't he, Belgi usually at your house by now? Like, just yeah, invite him it's over. It's a lovely day. Take a little walk over there. Send yeah. a text. Why? Yeah. 
What are you talking about? Okay. Does that mean that's like the blueprints for all of their inventions are just on a just website online. for anyone to find? All those open source technologies? Clearly not. I mean, I mean, it feels like they would live in a different should world, be, right? right? I mean, maybe. I don't know. Maybe the answers to all the problems in our world are on the internet somewhere and we just haven't looked hard enough. Then we go to Doofenshmirtz Evil Incorporated. This episode like moves pretty quickly. I know I'm yeah. doing NPR voice right now, but the episode is pretty <laughs> jaunty in its, in its tone. Yeah. Uh, Doofenshmirtz Evil Incorporated. Doofenshmirtz is sitting at a table in the middle of his <laughs> giant lab, which he loves to do. Yeah. On the table are two random beakers full of like evil science liquid. They're like hot pink and lime green. Yeah. And then a puzzle that is three pieces away from completion. <laughs> so funny. We'll talk about that later as well. I will say, if I was a scientist, I would just drink stuff out of beakers all the time. Like, I don't know what those beakers. They don't have lids on them. I hope it's not yeah. like acid or whatever. They're just sitting on his desk. But I'm also just like, yeah, I would just put my blueberry pomegranate lemonade in a beaker and then just like water it. <laughs> I think that's funny. It's a good bit, you know? Yeah. And then when people are like, what is that? I would just like check the label and be like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> it's the serum. Anyway. <laughs> and I, I would like have it. no friends because everyone would get tired of that immediately. <laughs> <laughs> like all my jokes. That's already true. Uh, is talking to Norm and he's annoyed because there's nothing going on today. He's like, I'm bored. Yeah. And Norm, who's his mom, is like, have you finished your puzzle yet? And Doof is like, no, I lost the box lid and now I can't figure out how to solve it. Which is hilarious <laughs> because 98% it's of the so picture is also, all of the pieces that need to go on there are, like, right next to the spot. Yeah, no, they're, like, yeah, literally it's so easy. Right there. Yeah, it's true. Listen, as someone who's never finished a jigsaw puzzle in their whole life, I related. I felt seen. Sure, yeah. So, <laughs> wait, okay, shout out to that part in New Girl where Winston starts a puzzle. And Schmidt is like, Winston, yeah. you're the worst at puzzles. <laughs> and he's like four pieces in and he's like, what do you think it's going to look like? And he's like, what do I think it's going to look like? <laughs> it's on yeah. the box, Winston. It's, it's a Japanese garden. <laughs> uh, yeah. Everybody go watch New Girl. Anyway, Honestly. so uh, Norm is like, <laughs> they introduced this absolutely wild like subplot for norm where he's like yeah. why don't you <laughs> to doof he's like why don't you finish building me my bride out of yeah. icicle pop sticks and i was just like huge yikes it's what insane. are you talking about also why would you not want like a robot bride like that's okay. not a bride it's a doll it's a it's yeah. like a mannequin made out also, of popsicle sticks yeah he clearly has the technology to just build another norm but a girl well, i mean maybe boy. not we're not actually totally sure where norm came from because <laughs> right. apparently doesn't know how he works fair enough like canonically he built him but i think he was like asleep or in a fugue state or something something also apparently doofenshmirtz to build this like eight foot tall woman in yeah. heavy quotes out of popsicle sticks has just been eating all of the popsicles like yeah that's look, his source of popsicle sticks we love a zero waste king however that's so many popsicles yeah he had to go to the doctor <laughs> yeah and the doctor was like no more popsicles until we flush the blue dye out of your system Ugh, listen i 
I like see a lot of crunchy TikToks about like red dye 40 and I'm like whatever but <laughs> but in that case but you right. shouldn't eat 586 <laughs> popsicles yeah just as a rule that's the only health advice I'll ever also, give out you can buy he buys stuff in bulk all the time you can buy popsicle sticks in bulk exactly. it's pretty common you can find them at any craft store yeah anyway they go back and forth for a minute doof is just like i really need an evil scheme but it's so hard to create when i'm in one of my moods and i was like yeah me too buddy. relatable so he goes to his computer and he just googles blueprints oh that was also relatable Big and... shout out to our brother Sam trying to find our ancestor Elizabeth Clybring <laughs> and his opening gambit being Googling her name. So funny. So funny. It's yeah. So A woman who was born in 1807 <laughs> and then lived for most of her life in Wyoming. <laughs> yeah. Weird that she didn't have a Wikipedia page that we just hadn't thought to check. <laughs> Can you even imagine? <laughs> Look, expert genealogist, our brother Sam, and <laughs> so yeah, he Googles blueprints. Apparently, Phineas and Ferb have incredible SEO because they're the first Google result. <laughs> yeah. It was posted today. So funny. a lot of clicks go into that page. I mean, fair enough. They've got some good stuff. Apparently, good for them. So he he downloads it. They just have a PDF, apparently. Yeah. He downloads it and he's like, I assume, I guess they must have uploaded the fixed version because you're Baji right. gave them some feedback and uh, uh, Doofs turns out fine. So. Doofs is fine. Yeah. So they it updated in real time. Good for them. Um, yeah. He's like, instead of the anti gravity fun launcher, how about the evil anti gravity launchinator or whatever? He renamed yeah. it. He goes, I changed the name and that makes it mine. <laughs> <laughs> Also, incredible intellectual property work for them. Yeah. Back at HQ, Alka HQ, Carl gets like a little ping, like a little alarm starts going off on his computer that's like, Doofus yeah. Googled something, which is yeah. crazy. It's insane. Like, do they get an alert every time Doofus watches a YouTube video? I mean, apparently they have his whole Amazon cart, so. I yeah. mean, that's true. That's just credit like card history level of surveillance. It, yeah, absolutely. It's it's really something else. Wild. Anyway, Carl immediately, like he he sees that Doofenshmirtz downloaded this blueprint. He immediately takes the name of the blueprint <laughs> and plugs it into an anagram decoder. Like he waits zero seconds before yeah. doing this. That's just his first step. First move. Despite the fact that Doofenshmirtz has never once used an anagram in yeah. living memory yeah he doesn't use codes he describes his plan verbatim to perry right always sometimes he calls and leaves a voicemail for alka telling them what he's about to do true he's not trying to obfuscate <laughs> he's not using anagrams what is he santa uh, claus yeah anyway when he plugs it into the anagram decoder, it says that there are 45.455 possibilities. <laughs> of course it does. Which doesn't make sense. No. Uh, also, that's like too many, the hundredth place you're going to? Yeah. Anyway, he goes, major monogram. <laughs> and we pan out to see that major monogram is standing right behind him. 
he goes, you don't have to yell. I'm right here. And I'm like, <laughs> just watching him work this whole time. Because he's waiting for him to show initiative. Is that what you do all day? Probably. He doesn't have a job. Uh, you're right. He gets paid <laughs> $250,000 a year to watch Carl Google things. And give him gold stars. And give him gold stars. <laughs> the anagram decoder spits out evil fanatic Hunter Raygun, but without but... the E, which Monogram points out. And Carl's like, they probably just took out the E to throw us off. Yeah. He goes, let's check the source. And I was just like, what kind of internet do you have? Like, <laughs> I know. Okay. So they trace the IP address instantly uh... back to Phineas and Ferb. And they're like, oh, Phineas and Ferb, Agent P's owners. Weird yeah. that they call them owners. I feel yeah. like. Yeah. Since they know being. Perry is, yeah, a whole platypus that's yeah that's that's fine we don't have to dwell on that sure carl is trying really hard to just like entrap phineas and ferb like i don't know what they did to him but he's like we need to arrest these boys immediately (laughs) so insane (laughs) he does this thing where he's like here's just a random phrase phineas said earlier if if you remix every syllable backwards in a (laughs) random order it says let's help doofenshmirtz which i'm just like what possibly what are you talking about? Yeah, what's going like, on right now? Do you think he was speaking in code? To whom? To what end? Who yeah. do you think is decoding that that's not you? <laughs> Just like big Patriot Act energy from Carl in this one. Yeah. Monogram's on board. He's like, keep a close eye on those boys. Yeah. And then proceeds, no questions asked, to send Perry on a search for a missing agent. Agent G, the goose, yeah. scary, scary the gander. Yeah. Um, he says, we have a few leads, placing him in Iceland, Monte Carlo, Burbank, California, and the moon. Yeah. Helpful. So he sends Perry off to do that. Perry's like, okay, and leaves. And then yeah. Monogram tells Carl, he's like, it was just a wild goose chase to distract Agent P because he's too close to this one. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. yeah, Agent P, classic unprofessional. Right. <laughs> He never would have been able to Yeah, couldn't handle it. So Monogram's like, we have to send someone in undercover to investigate the boys. And Carl's like, but he's like, all our agents are gone. They're all doing their jobs. (laughs) Who's going to do this insane thing for us? And Carl's like, me. Cut to a montage of Carl trying on a bunch of different quote unquote disguises, which are just (sighs) Halloween costumes. Okay. Yeah. Also, (laughs) this is like, you know, a trope in movie and shows. It's a yeah. montage. I get it. There's fun music. But the only thing I can think of whenever this happens in any piece of media is that literally would take like four hours. So long. It's okay. yeah. Yeah. If I've learned anything in the TJ Maxx dressing room, <laughs> it's that changing clothes <sighs> takes forever. Yeah. Especially if those clothes are extremely complicated and involve full hair and makeup yeah i started listing all of the looks that carl models but they go so fast Uh, and there's so many of them that i stopped writing i mean i have the list if you want me to read it well there's just a few that i would like to call out okay start with like a pharaoh and Mm -hmm. like a bagpipe guy yeah mixed in there somewhere is a sheet ghost and i was yeah. just like what context <laughs> when are you showing up undercover 
as a sheet ghost. Yeah. Okay. Uh, same question for almost every other look, actually. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Coconut is mixed in there. That's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, a full vampire. A guy yeah. from the Civil War. Yeah. Um, he's in a blue uniform, which I googled, and is the Union uniform. So at least <laughs> Can, can you even imagine? <laughs> I was a little bit worried that Carl yeah. was going to dress up to fight for the Confederacy. I mean, one of our costumes was a Native American one. Okay, which yeah. Is Super racist, bad. like, Indian headdress costume yeah. in there. Uh, he also, at one point, dresses up as Doofenshmirtz, then as Perry, <laughs> then Amazing. as a rabbit, um, yeah. and a Christmas tree. Oh, perfect. Also, again, when? Wh- when? When are you doing? Whatever. What he ends up with is like a t-shirt and later hosen. Yeah. <laughs> Important to remember that Carl is like minimum 20 years old, right? Like yeah. he's- He's in college. An adult man. Yeah. Wearing shorts with a criminal inseam. Yeah. So anyway, he rides out of the office on his razor scooter <laughs> and is like off to crack the case. See ya. Yeah. Yeah. Feels like that's like, they're not, next door like he has to ride that across town is he riding that to his car to drive there He's like really what <laughs> it would take all day yeah on top of the time that he's just been trying on every costume in the world yeah so the the boys are in the backyard they're doing their thing they do where's perry again and we quick cut to perry scaling a mountain yeah. in like the himalaya in iceland i guess and then we go back and Phineas is talking to everybody. For context, Phineas is standing in the middle of the yard just holding up the blueprints, looking at them. And everyone yeah. else is like carrying heavy equipment and assembling this giant machine. And yeah. Phineas Flynn uh- <laughs> has the audacity to say to his friends, chop, chop. Yeah. I was like, if someone said that to my face. I would kill them. It's like, I don't know, you have probably encountered this in your life. Just like when someone, you know, you're like at a group project or like some helping someone move or whatever, and someone's standing, taking a little break, and they're like, yeah, I'm just supervising. They say it as a joke, but like Phineas means it. He does. And he thinks that he's it's, serving a meaningful role. Yeah, and he's upsetting. Not. Anyway. Carl shows up to the backyard and like very obviously peeks over the fence. And this is the yeah. beginning of Carl being objectively the worst undercover agent, literally of all time. Absolutely. He is constantly talking into his little watch communicator at full volume, feet from the people whom he's surveilling. Yeah. So he's like, I'm ready to go. And Monogram's like, good luck out there. <laughs> like it's not a backyard it's... full of children. Right. Uh, Phineas sees him and just immediately goes, hey, kid, want to help? <laughs> it seems the impression I got was that that happens often. I guess so. But, but it's still like, insane. Like a welding certificate or something. Like, you're doing a real project here. Also, can Phineas not tell that's a grown man? Yeah, a full adult. Like, he's, he's taller in than any fans. other situation, Carl is a predator and you should not be yeah. talking to him. <laughs> It's a real no problem. Okay. It's an issue. Stranger danger. Yeah. If a man comes to your house wearing Oshkosh bagosh overalls. <laughs> yeah. 
don't let him in. <laughs> don't invite don't, him into your don't bedroom. engage with that person. <laughs> Especially because yes, like your parent isn't home. Plus, Carl's like looking over their friends with binoculars. Yeah. So if he's talking into his watch, <laughs> that's a no. It's a red flag. Yeah. I get that it's hard to make friends, but some people you should just cross off your list and move on. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, they're like, "What's your name?" And he, in his internal monologue, is like, <laughs> "Name like Nitro, Dax, or Steel." Yeah. Like, Imagine if he was like Steel. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't say that, unfortunately. But he goes, "My name is Carl," and he's like, ah. yeah. "Also, listen, that is a little relatable. Like, that's me every time I'm talking to someone. I'm like, yeah." Be cool, be cool. And then I'm like, Bleh. yeah. Then so I'm like, I have fine. a podcast about Phineas and Ferb. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, that's the last conversation I'm gonna have with that person. Okay. Yeah. Still speaking at full volume into his watch, he's just really terrible being undercover. He's like trying to interrogate them, but he's being super obvious about it. And every time he gets an answer to the question, he's like, interesting. <laughs> okay. And he's like yeah. looking around all weird. They finish the invention. And Phineas goes, who wants to go first? And Isabella, who 1000% knows exactly who Carl is and kind of wants him to die, goes, I think our (laughs) guest should go first. (laughs) Because she's great. (laughs) You have to wake up pretty early in the morning to trick Isabella and Carl. Simply doesn't have it in him. All of their inventions, for some reason, operate on a remote control that is a single button. What I don't yeah. Is it like a universal I guess remote? Who knows? Anyway, Who Carl knows? goes into the chamber and Ferb pushes the button and immediately it electrocutes Carl before launching him <laughs> into space. <laughs> He's dead. <laughs> this is true of a lot of their inventions, but if there's just like free floating lightning bolts happening, yeah. That's not safe. Like, I know. There's a reason why airplanes don't take off with just like a bunch of lightning around them. <laughs> and it's because lightning will kill you. <laughs> like that's not yeah. how electricity works. It's Correct. fine. He's anti-gravity now. He floats around. The first thing they do with this incredible power is play ultimate frisbee, which <laughs> honestly on brand. Yeah. They're like playing around. They do a little thing. Carl's like kind of trying to interrogate them, but he pretty immediately is just like into it. He's like yeah. charmed and he forgets why he's there. Yeah. Uh, and they do a fun little anti-gravity montage. Can we get like a, a song? A song yeah, about it. It's good. It's a pretty good song. Yeah. That's all I have to say about it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> did you have any additional thoughts on No, it's good. It's good. I like it. It's, okay, great. It's fun. Uh, Candace walks out into the yard. She's like carrying the trash. I guess. She goes, Phineas and Ferb floating in midair. Yeah. I'm telling mom. That's her entire line. And then she walks back in. She doesn't even yell at them. I know. It's uh, like, maybe a, hey, are you okay? But whatever. Nope. I would be like, hey, can I try that? Also true. Apparently not. Nope. Monogram calls Carl while he's in the middle of like messing around in the sky. And he's like, Carl, I need an update. <laughs> And uh, Carl is like, sorry, sir. And then he gets like spun around and flown off. And so like, he's like, woo, whatever. He makes some noise. Yeah. And monogram expert in 
espionage and investigation. <laughs> yeah. The world's greatest detective, Major Monogram. Yeah. Is like immediately assumes that the 10-year-olds are <laughs> torturing Carl and he can't escape. Uh, yeah. Which is a bonkers assumption, first of all. Yeah. And second of all, does he not have cameras at their residence? True. True. I forgot like, about we that. No. That he could flip a switch. He just doesn't know how to work any of the keyboards. That's my Honestly. assumption. Like he's like boomer like can't open a pdf kind of yeah. energy he's yeah. like that's carl's job so like how would i how would i know why would i know yeah i'm just gonna call in every swat team in yeah. america oh my god he pushes a giant red button and is like help is on the way and i was like i feel like you have to do more than push the button like is that button for any emergency how do people right? know how to respond yeah this I is such know. a specific situation also, none of them are, like, labeled. No one is labeling their buttons. How is everyone no, supposed to like know what they do? Star Trek button syndrome. Like, if you ever watch yeah. Star Treks where, like, they have these no. keywords with, like, 10,000 buttons and none of them are labeled. <laughs> <laughs> they just know what to Amazing. Uh, yeah, you know, user experience has really come a long way. Yeah. So, um... He does that. Doofenshmirtz is in front of his building, which once again, we've talked about this, but it has a giant sign just above the front door that says yeah. Doofenshmirtz Evil Incorporated. Sure does. This is like a an apartment building. It's 70 floors, first of all. Yeah. Like, there has to be, we know there's other apartments being rented there. There's and probably like offices. office space. Yeah. They yeah. all just are like, yeah, I live at like, Doofenshmirtz yes. Evil Incorporated. It's just like a quirky <laughs> name for my apartment building. People are writing that on their address. Yeah. A lot of people. Okay. Anyway. I get it. I Yeah. You're, He's you're in front of wrong. his building. Um, he has the giant, like, inator that he built. It looks just like Phineas and Ferbs, but it's like yeah. silver. Yeah. And it's just like sitting in a parking space in front of his building. And he goes, thanks for helping this, me bring this down, Norm. <laughs> for some reason, it runs on solar power. And I was like, well, <laughs> at least there's that. I know, it's just a little funny. <laughs> a, a cop pulls up, just like a uniformed officer, and yeah. walks up to them pretty aggressively, I okay. might add. Like, yeah. it seems like this cop has had some interactions with Duke Insurance before. Yeah. And they didn't go well. Which makes sense. There's some animosity. Yeah, fair enough. He is evil. But yeah. well, never mind. We don't have time. Okay, so <laughs> the, cop, <laughs> the cop pulls up and he goes, "How many times do I have to tell?" Actually, he's like, "How many times?" I can't do his accent. He's like, <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> I have to tell you, uh, you can't park in a loading zone. And Doof goes, "It's not a vehicle. It's an evil device," which is a crazy uh, argument. <laughs> Next time I get cited for having expired tags, I'm just going to be like, it's not a vehicle. It's an evil device, actually. Then just see what happens. See what anyway, happens. he gets a ticket. And then the device immediately gets towed, which is like, that yeah, is like, efficient. That the parking police... authority in Danville is not screwing around. Right? I think, listen, I think that officer called the tow truck when he saw Dave Benchmarts. I think he was waiting outside with the tow truck ready. <laughs> For sure, he was. That tow truck circles that building. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, he his device immediately gets towed, which I was like, I again, I don't, I don't think that's how it works, but okay. Yeah. 
Then we get another like interstitial of Perry, who's in Monte Carlo. <sighs> yeah. He's playing a game of blackjack against a Bond villain. <laughs> Using like gold pirate coins instead of chips. I know, like, I didn't really get okay. that. Look, I'm not rich and I've never been to Monte Carlo, but I have seen every Oceans number movie. <laughs> I feel like that's just not realistic. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, he had apparently a custom deck of cards manufactured for this bit because yeah. he a card that has the goose he's looking for on it. Listen, what an incredible bit, though. That's like magician-level stuff. It's good. And also, a pretty effective way to interrogate someone when you can't yes. speak. True. So he flips it over. The guy's like, I don't know anything about the goose. He's French. <laughs> yeah. And then Perry jumps up on the table and the guy goes in French, L'ornithorique est sur la table, which means the platypus is on the table. <laughs> and then Perry kicks him in the face. <laughs> what he if, breaks that man's nose. What if you were just on vacation, you're in France, <laughs> you're like, let's see the sights, let's go play a little poker. Jack. <laughs> You watch a platypus <laughs> assault a, a man. Platypus. He's in a, a platypus in evening wear, <laughs> who has played quite a few rounds of blackjack based <laughs> on the number of chips on his table. Like Absolutely. Perry has been there all day. Yeah. Okay. Imagine. Wait. That's like imagine watching a platypus play and win blackjack and then <laughs> kick a man in the face. <laughs> Kick a man in the face. Like, that man might be dead now. Like, (laughs) his neck might be broken. Absolutely. That is, that is wild. So Everything leading up to that is, like, so beautiful and perfect. Like, Perry had to buy a tuxedo, or he had one. He had to uh, purchase some chips. He had to exchange. Someone's money. For do you think Alka paid for that? Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's cashing in like tens of thousands of dollars of receipts when he gets back. <laughs> His per diem is so nine thousand dollars. <laughs> oh god! He actually found the goose like three things ago. He's just <laughs> you know what? Harry's gonna take a little bit. <coughs> yeah. Oh boy. Uh, so yeah, that app, that's all we get to see of that, tragically, because I would watch a feature length film oh, yeah. about it. Back to Carl. Carl's now fully invested in being part of this friend group of 10-year-olds, which is deeply sad. Uh, yeah, I'm a little worried about Carl for sure. Like, it feels like maybe he's never had friends ever. I think that's 100% true. It really feels like that's so, the case. Here's the yeah. thing. He interns in like a basement of a secret organization. Yeah. For we can only assume the rest of his life. So, yeah, you know, you can't talk about his work. What's, how's Plus, he going to connect with his fellow The only co-workers he has are animals and monogram. And monogram sucks, so... Yeah, and none of the animals can talk. Exactly. It's a real bummer. Yeah. No wonder he's evil. Right? Monogram shows up <laughs> to the backyard in a Hawaiian shirt. Yeah. 
and is like, hello, son. son. <laughs> because Monogram, the director of Alka, is also <laughs> terrible at so undercover. Bad. Okay, I was like, didn't he go to the Academy for something? Yeah. The Academy. Uh, yeah. Like, how did he get this job? Like, it's not an yeah. entry-level position. I have to assume he has some field experience. Yeah. But apparently not. Apparently some, yeah. So he's like, hello, son. He brings Carl over. They're not far away from everyone else. No. But he just, like, leans over and very loudly is like, are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> Carl's like, everything's under control, son. <laughs> everyone else in the backyard is like what is going on yeah it kind of makes sense that a platypus and a fedora is their best agent because he is literally <sighs> less obvious than these two trying to be undercover yeah anyway monogram's like great and then he leans into his wristwatch and it's like abort mission okay yeah <laughs> go <Yeah>. ahead <laughs> no no so he does he says that and then we get a, like an aerial shot of the house yeah. and 15 helicopters yeah. fly away. And like a SWAT truck. And more than one van. Okay, were they going to kill Phineas and <laughs> satellites were pointed at this house. Monogram was going scorched earth on these 10 year olds. After a three-second <laughs> phone call with an engine. Also, like, oh, we live goodness. in a flight path. Our house is, yeah. like, on the flight path. Well, there's an airport pretty close to us. And then um, we get a lot of, like, medevac helicopters over our house. Because mm -hmm. there's a really big – because that Rocky Mountain Medical Center is, like, yeah, pretty big. close to us. And they have two helipads. Mm -hmm. So anyway, I hear a lot of helicopters is my point. Yeah. They're uh, loud. Yeah. One helicopter is pretty loud when you're inside. Yeah. Twelve helicopters, <laughs> I have to imagine, are creating a bit of a breeze. Also. Around the backyard. Yeah. They're also, like, visible. I don't. <laughs> yeah. There's just a bunch of. Like helicopters in the sky above their home. Yeah. But they're unconcerned about that. Anyway, whatever. Makes he calls sense. off the full assault. Yeah. And Carl's like, can I stay a little longer? And Monogram's like, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> this is embarrassing. This operation yeah. costs $127,000. <laughs> <laughs> the full cost alone are astronomical honestly the costume budget through the roof anyway monogram's like your mother and i made dinner whatever he's like we yeah. gotta go so carl's like okay bye everybody and they're like bye carl and then none of them ever think about him again yeah. <laughs> oh jeez. um doofenshmirtz is chasing the tow truck on foot <laughs> through the town yeah he's he's run a full marathon at this point anyway he passes them there the phineas and ferb house and he sees their contraption and is like hey that's the thing i just built yeah and he's like norm come help me get this yeah. <laughs> norm. uh another perry moment 
another another vignette that I just I need to know everything. Oh, so good. Perry's on like a late night show. I didn't look yeah. up the specific one. I didn't either. It's just like a late night show, whatever. Yeah. Um, the host goes, Tonight we're talking to a secret agent. We've pixelated his face to conceal his identity. <laughs> it's hilarious because it's so clearly a platypus. Uh, yeah. And his face is still very clearly <laughs> It's the funniest thing that's ever happened. It's, yeah, the best bit of this whole episode. Also, somehow, six days have passed for Perry... Yeah. In the one afternoon for the boys. Yeah. We don't know. I guess we don't know when this show was taped. Maybe it's not live. Uh, actually, it sure. is live. Someone calls in. Oh, yeah. So he's on a late night show. And the host is like, I heard you're looking for a colleague of yours. And Perry gives him a picture of the goose. Yeah. And then they're like, if you have any information about this goose, please call us. Yeah. And then the phone immediately rings, and Perry picks it up, listens for one second, and then leaves. Yeah. Runs away. How did Perry get on this show? I don't know. Does also, an- does that not defeat the point of being a secret agent? I just... <laughs> well, Mara, they pixelated his face. <laughs> You're right. So, it's fine. Um, but, like, how do you get booked on a show day of i i assume he knows that host personally i assume maybe Absolutely. santa claus helped him out <laughs> i don't know anyway he 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 runs away yeah back in danville <laughs> norm uh reaches in and gets the full launcher out of the backyard by stretching his arms and legs like a weird doc ock robot yeah they like unfurl and then Whatever. I can't remember the word I'm trying to think of. Doofenshmirtz's reaction to this is to go, Norm, you're spectacular. Yeah. <laughs> That's really weird. He's like, I never knew you could do that. I was like, did you not build him? Yeah. 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 He's your son. You didn't build that in? Nope. Then Norm is like, but did you know I could do this? And straight up Transformers into a car. Yeah. A full car. A whole truck. And Doof is like, I had no idea. I should read your instruction manual sometime. Yeah, you should, Which is a crazy thing to say about a robot that you built. Sure is. But okay. Yeah. Uh, They drive away. Linda's driving up with Candace. Candace is in the car with her. I assume she sprinted to wherever she was and is now getting a ride home. Linda's very annoyed. (laughs) Candace is like, no, you gotta see it. Come on in. We don't even see them for this interaction. We're just watching the car drive up and hearing them talk. And Candace walks out and goes, eek, it's gone. And Linda goes, that's a shocker. <laughs> it's a little funny. She's at the end of her rope. Yeah. Do which words and Norma are driving down the street with the thing that they stole. Mm-hmm. And they get pulled over again by the same cop who's definitely just yeah. harassing Doofenshmirtz at this right? point. Like, Doof has multiple law enforcement agencies just constantly harassing him. On the watch, him, yeah. Which is rough. Uh, they get pulled over. The guy's like, do you have a license to operate a robot car without a special permit? And Doof and yeah. is like, no, that's not a thing. Yeah. <laughs> and the cop's like, don't care, I'm already towing you. Yeah. 
they get towed oh while gosh. they're still inside the vehicle, which I'm almost 100% sure is illegal. Listen, it is, but have I been towed while I was in my car? Okay, actually, same. <laughs> but here's the thing. Uh, Definitely shouldn't do that without people's consent. Yeah, no, that's fair. Uh, anyway, then we cut back to Alka headquarters. We're going to wrap it all up. Yeah. Monogram gives Carl his updated evaluation. All gold stars. Yay. Then Perry, in what is truly my favorite oh moment my of goodness. all time, crashes through the wall of Alka headquarters. Yeah. As if he is apprehending Doofenshmirtz. Yeah. Which I believe is 100% intentional and ironic. Like, this Absolutely. is his workplace, and he uh, canonically yeah. has one million entrances. Yes. But he chooses to smash through a wall. I would, too. Which is hilarious. Yeah, and deserved. Monogram's like, sorry about the wild goose chase. <laughs> Definitely a huge waste of time and resources and your personal safety. Yeah. We just couldn't have you be on this case. You're too close to it. And then he goes, no one could ever find Agent G. He's been missing for far too long. And I was just like, what? Yeah, also- Did you try to find him originally? Yeah, I'm like, what? What? Do you even care? What's happening? How long do geese even live? True. Anyway, Perry pulls out Agent G. He's had him this From somewhere. <laughs> From somewhere. I don't know where. Agent G is wearing a, a fedora and a leg. Yeah. Like a flower leg. Um, and Monogram is like, oh, taking a very extended vacation, Agent G. And I was like, yeah. I'm almost positive that Agent G just quit his job. And Monogram <laughs> like, he went missing. True. Like, I think Honestly. Agent G just wanted out. Yeah. For all the reasons we've listed that we've carefully documented as part of this series. And yeah, Monogram was just like, he's defected. And I'm like, you have his two weeks notice on this. <laughs> but okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So he goes, well, Agent P deserves a vacation more than you do. Yeah. He deserves one. But unfortunately, evil never rests. So we'll see you tomorrow, Perry. Yeah. <laughs> and monogram salutes and perry in a heroic <laughs> act of defiance just looks at him and refuses to salute back yeah which is so funny it's, it's good monogram just is like well this is getting awkward <laughs> he goes carl my arm's getting tired and he won't salute back and i'm like yeah he doesn't respect you because this whole thing was pretty embarrassing for you, personally. Yeah. You wasted so much time. <laughs> like, Doofenshmirtz got foiled by a cop with a tow truck. You yeah. were in no way involved yeah. in stopping him. You didn't even find out what he had or what he was going to do with it. Yeah. Hung out with some Just... children all and almost murdered them. Helicopters and sent your best agent on a to circumnavigate the globe. Yeah. Harry's been on a plane for 27 hours. <laughs> He's not saluting you back. Also, anyway, you go ahead. Like, 
clearly you don't need Perry to defeat Doofenshmirtz every day. Literally give him one day off. Like, okay, yeah, if Planty the Potted Plant taught us anything. Or that cop. <laughs> or that cop. Send that like, cop. Call the cops. I <laughs> just. Ugh, <laughs> oh, ridiculous. Okay, well, that's the whole episode. That's it. Cool. Let's do it. Let's do it. Two twenty three B hip hip parade. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> so funny. Uh, I, yeah, yeah. It's better than Carl undercover. No, undercover, undercover Carl. Carl. Yeah, it sure is. Okay, we open on the backyard. We actually open on the most disturbing scene of this entire show. Which <laughs> I, I said I don't have a lot of notes, but this is the biggest note I have. Actually, it's not. The biggest note will come in one minute, but... I actually... Okay, yeah, sorry. Yeah, we'll get there. There's a lot. You start. You're right. Anyway, Face and Ferb are under the tree. They have some boxes and blueprints and stuff that they're going to be doing. And Isabella comes up and is like, hey, what you doing? And they say... <laughs> that they are going to fuse their spinal cords with okay, their dad's yeah. computer so that they can surf the web using their cerebral cortexes. Absolutely horrifying. That is the most unhinged thing I have ever heard in my whole life. That yeah. is like horror movie stuff. Like what? Yeah. Also, are you oh planning to unfuse yourselves? What is your plan you beyond that? Nonsense. Yeah. Ugh. What? Yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, what? You're just gonna be the computer I... boys for the rest of your lives. That sounds like a Marvel movie beginning. Like it's like a Marvel villain yeah, origin story. In that beginning story. of that, that was not an intentional act. It was like a freak accident yeah. that happened to them. Yeah, and then they became like a cerebral cortex computer cyborg yeah. monster. Yeah, the boys are doing it willingly and intentionally. Yeah. yeah, that's bonkers. Anyway, we move. We just breeze right past that. Uh, yeah, is like okie dokie. Yeah, and Baljeet comes into the is in the backyard, dressed as a vegetable samosa. And he's yeah, like, he that sounds like a great idea. First of all, Baljeet, no, it doesn't. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Second of all, the boys are like, hey, why are you dressed as a vegetable samosa? And he's like, also, oh. Yeah. I, well, I, I don't remember if he tells enough. them it's a vegetable samosa, but I was like, yeah, it would be really same. funny if they knew immediately that it was a vegetable, a vegetable samosa. Specifically. True. Yeah. So he's, Baljeet's like, I'm celebrating Tri-State Area Unification Day. And then yeah. he says, I learned all about it in assimilation <laughs> class. I know. <laughs> Just a real dystopian start to this whole That's episode. Terrible. Assimilation class is crazy. <laughs> taking that is that just like a class at the yeah, learning annex like, what yeah what? <laughs> did he sign uh, up is for it, it publicly funded i don't oh my gosh insane also they're assimilating him specifically to the tri-state yeah. area yeah yeah <laughs> which is also insane oh um my gosh. so okay, once again we just 
breeze right through right. no comments mm -hmm. um anyway they explain that tri-state area unification day is the day when the bi-state area joined with the adjacent area to become the tri-state area john yep. p tri-state <laughs> oh yes which, iconic joke if we have not done that on this podcast i feel like we have the bit i feel like we have that's yeah. just what we do. like yeah that's a bit that it's we just do a bit that we do where when you hear yeah when you're talking about yeah. some rich person you just, just like John assume Target their first name yeah is really popped off anyway it's funny yeah um it's great it's, it's hilarious every time no notes <laughs> seriously it is no one else that i talked to <laughs> yeah. that have i, I ever bring that up in conversation no never once uh but i think it's funny but sometimes you just gotta do little bits for yourself you know anyway john p tri-state john p tri-state joined the tri yeah the areas together the tri-state yes. area um yeah baljeet sunkle has an exotic cuisine float in the parade yeah. i don't really know where that fits in i don't it's whatever well it's unification so sure. maybe they're trying to branch out for a town with assimilation class, yeah, I, I guess they're pretty open-minded about international cuisine. <laughs> anyway, so that's why Balji's dressed like a vegetable samosa. Mm -hmm. Then Buford shows up in the backyard, also dressed as a vegetable samosa, and yeah, is like, is. what the actual heck, Balji? <laughs> <laughs> he's so mad immediately. He's really upset. Uh, he's like, why on earth would you dress up as a vegetable samosa? I thought I was supposed to be the vegetable samosa. And Baljeet sort of sadly is like, why can't we both be vegetable samosas? And Buford gets so angry. Yeah, like, he's like, absolutely Off not. the rails, yeah. And then explains so angrily. He like tries to stomp off and then he explains that he is descended so I guess he didn't know the parade was for Tri-State Area Unification Day. He's like, that's what this dumb parade's for. I am a descendant of Otto H. Adjacent, founder <laughs> of the adjacent area. And he did not want to merge with the Tri-State Area. Oh, man. He storms off angrily. He's like, I'm finding myself a new nerd. And Balji's like, Buford, wait. And Buford goes... <laughs> The blood of Otto H. Adjacent runs through these veins, and blood is thicker than water. And then Balji goes, well, mango chutney is thicker than blood. <laughs> and then Phineas, who has not been listening to a word anyone has been saying, and does no, not care about his friend's feelings. Out. Yeah, absolutely off somewhere. He's having hallucinations, goes, parade? I love parades. I know what we're going to do. Day. <laughs> I just can't even handle oh, it. Oh my gosh. So this one's actually pretty good, I'd say. A real space cadet. <laughs> I do really love like the scene. lore that gets established in this episode. Like it's True. very fun to me. It's good stuff. From a world building perspective. Yeah. I forgot every plot point that happened. No, that's fair. Um but yeah. Yes, also, so. this whole thing made me really want a samosa. No, that's... Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, yeah. then Phineas asks where Perry is, and we cut to Perry's lair, and Monogram is on the screen, and he picks up his little clipboard to read his little briefing, and there's a note about how today was passive-aggressive relationship day. Yeah. 
And he's like, oh my goodness, I'm so sorry, I forgot. And Carl goes, it's okay, you probably weren't going to get me anything anyway. Oh my god. And they have this interaction that I'm like, why is this even happening? This conversation Whatever. was like legitimately triggering. Like I was just yeah. like, yeah. why? Yeah. Why? I why? get it. It's a good joke. It's funny. A great joke even. Um so that happens and monogram's like relationship. i know monogram is like okay uh and explains that doofenshmirtz has rented a tow truck i think he says purchased oh okay purchased Doesn't a tow he? truck Maybe you're right rented. i think he does i don't know he is either way he it's has funny because it. he got towed four times in the last right. <laughs> that's probably what gave him from the idea yeah uh because yeah monogram also goes i guess that's not inherently evil but maybe he's planning to do something evil with it and i'm like yeah also since one of you care no yeah anyway so i know right nothing that you guys ever know about him doing is evil yeah sometimes you send perry over there because doofenshmirtz is doing nothing true yeah he's like go get him perry's like you guys suck yeah, he's so angry the whole time. I Which it. is, yeah, it's fair. So he leaves. And then we cut to Linda and Candace, who are about to leave. They're, like, doing a little girls' day, a little spa time. We find out they're uh-huh. going to, like, a salon, some, di- you know, lunch, stuff like that. Super yeah. fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, Candace, Linda's like, you ready to go? Candace is like, yeah, hold on. And she goes and just, like, looks in the backyard. I guess she was just going to, like, pre-bust them. Yeah, just wanted to give just it a shot. Just wanted to, it. you know. Uh, but they are, the kids are in the backyard, and they just have four small children's wagons lined up in the backyard. Yeah. And she's like, you guys are just out here arranging kitty wagons. And Phineas goes, at the moment. And she goes, perfect. I'm free, whatever. Yeah. So then she leaves. And then one second after that, uh, Phineas has a float lowered down onto the kitty wagons. Yeah, it was being held up by, I presume, several helicopters. <laughs> that's how everything in this town works. <laughs> it's a blimp helicopter town. It's heavy it's air traffic. Helicopter. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Um, um, also, did you clock the incredible, like, dimensional fish sculpture that they have on their wall? <gasps> no! Did you screenshot it so we could add it to our list? our our gallery i could yeah our gallery it was fun i liked it cool 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 cool. anyway sorry no that's okay that's good i want to know so much about their house so i know i need like a cribs tour of absolutely their home also of doofenshmirtz's house oh of his whole building and charlene's house oh my gosh yeah (sighs) i would look at the zillow listing for charlene's house every Every day. day my phone wallpaper <laughs> seriously anyway <laughs> so candace gets in the car and linda is like you ready to go ready and then linda goes wait before we leave i need you to swear she's so serious she's swear so serious not to obsess over the boys today or you will suffer the pharaoh's curse and candace is like mom what the heck and linda's like just swear <laughs> 
Yeah. Just say it. <laughs> like, is that okay. like a consequence that Linda threatens her kids with regularly? <laughs> I don't know. Like I she doesn't ground know. them. She's just like the, the Pharaoh's curse. I don't that know. That is crazy. And it's also, insane. maybe something that I would do with my children. <laughs> sure. Fair enough. Um. Anyway, Candace is like, okay, okay. Like I promise. And we cut to back to Perry, who is arriving at Doofenshmirtz's house, just smashes through the floor? I think he, like, goes up? Yeah. How many floors did he smash through? That's my question. I was like, do you think he took the elevator to the other floor and then just, To the one below? (laughs) was like, excuse me, guys. I got some- He got to, like, Doofenshmirtz's, like, residential floor and then was like, he's not here. He's like, I'm not getting back on the elevator. (laughs) Yeah. So, anyway, now there's a big hole in his floor. And- yeah. Doofenshmirtz traps him in a this door themed trap, which is a two, it's like a door that's cut in half, hot dog style, long ways vertically. Yeah, and then also there's a Perry shaped hole cut out of it, and so it just yeah. like encapsulates Perry. I don't really understand how he's trapped in there. Other like, uh, well, yeah, me neither. Couldn't he just walk out? <laughs> <laughs> I- I don't know. I don't know. We don't know. Maybe it's got glue glue on it. Who knows? Whatever. And then Duke goes, I call it my indoorsinator, which is pretty funny. It's also barely a joke, but okay. Yeah. Okay, he also, but then he says, I got the idea from the peri-shaped hole in my door and my wall (laughs) and my fridge. (laughs) And my fridge. Yeah. And then he explains his invention. Uh, you were hungry that day. Oh, yeah. You were really <laughs> hungry. What? Uh, you just through your fridge for no reason. What a relationship. Wild. Yeah. So, then he goes on to explain his invention, which is the duplicate inator. The yeah. number eight. It has an eight in the middle. Yeah. You know, like, maybe Because, once again, it's 2008. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. The duplicate-inator multiplies whatever it hits by eight. We see this demonstrated in my favorite bit. The farmer, (laughs) well, that's just what the wiki calls it. The guy, short guy, and his tall wife uh, are hanging out, and she goes, I can't believe you started a monkey basketball team and you've only got one monkey. And then he has a monkey wearing a basketball jersey, and then he gets hit by the ray, and there's eight more monkeys. Yeah. And she goes, well, great. Now three of them are going to have to sit on the bench. (laughs) (laughs) Just pretty funny. Which is funny. If I knew anything so... about basketball, it'd probably be funnier. Yeah, same. I also think that in the lore of that guy, like, he's probably gotten to a point where he's just like, I wonder what else I could try. I mean, clearly, because he's starting a monkey basketball team, I think he's yeah. at that point. Yeah. Like, I think he would just be like, mm, Which, I mean, to be fair- start, like, a gold bar factory. They, they've kind of gotten progressively, like, it was, like, mini golf course, and then it was, like, spring bottle- yeah, spring water, spring water bottling, bottling plant, plant in the middle of town, and now it's monkey basketball, so yeah. I think you're right, for sure. <laughs> now say, money should be falling from, from the sky! sky. Oh say God. it! <laughs> say it! That's my favorite <laughs> movie. If none of you have seen the 2005 Robots movie, oh my gosh. please do yourselves a favor. It's so the good. funniest movie that's ever been 2005 made. really popped off, okay? Pride and Prejudice... Sahara and robots, robots all came out that oh, year. Gosh, 
the three main pillars of my personality i know i was like i wish i was more sentient during that year but honestly it works out yeah fair enough anyway anyway so doof explains that he plans on using it to multiply the traffic in the city and then he bought slash rented the tow truck because he's gonna make money by towing all the excess cars and then he's like well i guess it's gonna be kind of hard to drive if there's so much traffic whatever just like he's like i'll cross that bridge when i come to it concern about that plan if i'm being honest that's fair my main concern would be that there would apparently be eight duplicates of every person in the tri-state area same also be confusing and cause a real resource problem yeah also a lot of weird other stuff i feel like so do people just get their cars towed out of traffic i know i was like that's you can't just like like people don't do that themselves and you can't do that to other people like what are you talking about yeah like does he expect there to a... be way more accidents because of the traffic and then he'll Maybe. tow things or does he just not understand how traffic works or tow trucks that seems more likely <laughs> yeah fair enough anyway um yeah so that's his plan he hasn't thought it out very much he's gonna cross that bridge when he comes to it meanwhile buford has found a new child to bully a little blonde kid i don't think we get his name and yeah, he's a real weirdo yeah <laughs> what was this kid doing when buford found him i assume being bullied by someone else because he goes <laughs> they're on top of a building looking down at the parade and he goes i've never been bullied into stopping a parade before what should i do <laughs> He's taking it really in stride. I mean, yeah, he's really going for it. Um, And then Buford goes, I don't know if this is going to work out. Can you speak in an Indian accent? And the kid goes, (laughs) Indian? No, I could do an English accent. (laughs) And says all these like, hop, pip, toodaloo, whatever. And then he says, I'm not going to do the accent, but he says, last night, Mr. Governor, my toilet was broken into, which is a direct quote from the Italian job. What? That's what I read. I was I wanted to fact check with you because I don't remember that at all. I really don't. But that's the what Italian it said. job. The Italian job. Two thousand five. Just kidding. I don't think it came out. <laughs> I'm just gonna start seeing all my favorite movies came out in two thousand five. Because <laughs> that's funny. Two thousand three. Pretty close. Did you okay. Find it? There's. There is an old Italian job from 1969. What? <gasps> I know. Why haven't I'm interested I seen in that? this? That's oh my insane. gosh. Is that who I think it is? <gasps> who is it? Wait, I'm looking at It's this Michael Caine right at the <gasps> ripe old age of 15, maybe. No. And Benny Hill and Noel Coward. <gasps> Um, yeah, I'm gonna have to watch this immediately. Oh my Sorry, gosh. we can't finish the podcast. No, nope. see you I'm next week. Way more interested in what whatever this is. What on earth is happening? What are they wearing? I sort of knew this, but not really. Um, what? Really? I said, what are they wearing? I'm just looking at the IMDb, and there's a bunch of pictures. Oh, yeah, no, it's British for sure. Yeah, they got uh, this coffin. What the? Oh my There's gosh. Like, the cover is the most insane thing I've ever seen, maybe. Did you see this picture of them driving through this building with their whatever those are? No. I'll send it is to it you. Is it black and white? Yeah, it's totally a black and white movie. Here you go. Oh, the movie is in color. Oh, really? All these pictures are black and white. 
Oh my gosh, their outfits. <gasps> what is this coffin funeral scene? I guess maybe someone dies. Someone dies in the Italian job. So. Yeah, at the beginning. Yeah. This what? is like. Okay. okay, anyway. Well. So I'm going to assume that the, that Reline is. Yeah, I assume that. Italian job. As well. That's. Look, wow. the Italian job 2005 is also a good movie. It um, is. It slaps. Anyway, hey, sorry everyone. I I'm not. That's the best news I ever heard. That was a fun journey. Yeah. I have another Italian job to watch now. Oh my gosh, you should ask Dad if you knew that. Okay, what was yeah? So British. So, like, the kid British is doing a British accent. Doing a bit. He seems like just like an improv student that Buford Ooh, picked up. Like he's he playing the that. role of victim, but he doesn't yeah. ever seem genuinely no. scared. He's not. Like, even when he's like, uh-oh, he's, like, mugging to it's... camera, like, oh, no. <laughs> it is very, I'm like... getting bullied. <laughs> like, you don't How seem like you? you understand the stakes of the situation. <laughs> Seriously. Buford will throw you off a roof. Okay? I know, right? So, anyway. They, okay, so they're looking down at the parade, and Phineas and Ferb have several giant floats in the parade and are maybe now running it? I don't understand I what guess. happened. Did Phineas just call up whoever was in charge and was like, I'm in charge now. Like, well, this keeps happening where like they will go to an event and then by the end of it, yeah, they're, they're in, in charge. charge of the event. Yeah. He's got like walkie talkies. Yeah, there's a bunch of floats. Like one float is just him and Ferb, like giant Macy style balloons, like Macy Day Parade balloons of yeah. him and Ferb and like Perry and then like, Isabella. Which doesn't really seem on theme yeah. for a Unification Day Parade. They do have exactly. one of John P. Tri-State, but yeah. But why what? are they why are there ones of yeah. them? Imagine a 10-year-old just being like, hey, so I'm taking over. We're gonna do some different floats. Me and my friends. Like, Yeah. Also, did they order those floats? Like, you have to custom make those. True. I guess maybe they made them. I don't, I don't know. know. Sure. Sure. Phineas is like, cue love handle. And love handle's there on a float. And yeah, starts Yeah, because these 10-year-olds have love handle on retainer. Absolutely, they do. So love handle does, they do a little montage of the parade. The montage is Buford trying to sabotage the parade and them just, like, figuring it out. So, yeah, a couple so, things. Okay. Are you going to go through all the... Yeah. Oh, I mean, okay, I was please. going to. Okay, go so... Ahead. The first one is that they try to divert the parade by flooding the pass. Yeah. Buford, one-armed yeah. with a wrench, like, opens a fire hydrant, yeah. which last time I checked, <laughs> takes a dozen grown men to yeah. And I assume some specialized equipment. Pro hopefully. I would hope. Buford has, like, crazy Hulk strength in this. Which is why that kid should be way more scared way more scared like if i saw someone do that i would yeah be so worried so yeah. he does that they fill the path ferb digs a tunnel under the hazard so the parade just like goes underground for a bit yeah that seems like a worse infrastructure problem but okay yeah no kidding the buford and the nerd are like watching and he, the, the nerd who's like now speaking an italian accent is like I, I can't even do it. But he suggests to Buford that he dressed like a police officer to divert the parade. And Buford yeah. goes, if that wasn't such a good idea, I'd flatten you. And the kid goes, mamma mia, that was a close. 
I'm like, yeah. Which says to me not that worried. he's not taking it seriously. I'm like, yeah. did you see the fire? Did you not witness? Yeah, insane. He means flatten literally. Yeah, with a steamroller. Or his or body. Or his bare hands. Yeah. And then Candace, so yeah, we cut to Candace and mom having a relaxing day. Candace is getting her nails done. I think Linda's getting her hair done. Uh, Candace is doing her best. And then till uh, the parade goes by, which would normally be fine, except there's giant floats of Phineas and Ferb, which, I don't know, maybe would be a little upsetting. At least something to look at. I would tell my mom that. I'd be like, dude, what the heck? Yeah, also, they're terrifying. Oh, yeah. Especially the Isabella one. Like, its mouth opens and confetti comes out, and it's the scariest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Which is fair. I mean, those those balloons are so big. Like, even if it looks cute, it's terrifying. And it takes, like, six or seven guys to hold them down and steer them. Yeah. So, Candace is, like, not buying into it. She does her best. Mm-hmm. To be to her credit, she does great for a little bit. Also, in the scene, Linda is reading a magazine called Mom Biweekly. Oh, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> I think it's fun. Which I think, have we done the Linda's birthday episode? I think we have, right? Mm-hmm. No. Oh. Well, they reference Maybe it. they have. They reference, because she's like, here's your Mom Weekly and Mom Biweekly and Mom Monthly oh, that's or whatever. Right. Yeah, yeah so, no, you're right. Anyway, it was just fun. It is. She loves periodicals. Yeah. Who doesn't love a good periodical? Cut to Buford, who does that cop thing and directs the parade to the junkyard. But the boys have, like, I don't know, the floats are specially modified. He scoops up the first car with people in it. It's like a whole... Yeah. Some of them grow spider legs that are pretty scary. Oof. I do have a question about the cop uniforms. Um, Did they mug two cops? (laughs) Probably. They probably killed so two cops. That cop's dead. Yeah. <laughs> I think they're just sitting naked in their patrol car. <laughs> probably. They have to quit their jobs now because a 10-year-old just robbed them with yeah. no weapon. Absolutely. So, anyway, it's super great. Yeah. Also, then, the junkyard is enormous. Okay, it's also just like right in the middle of the city. I don't know. Yeah. It's It's like terrifying. a dump. It's not really a junkyard. I mean, it is. I don't know. Yeah, it looks like the basement in Robots 2005. True. It's like all gray metal and it's like, yeah, it's huge. There are mountains of junk. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. So cut to Doofenshmirtz, who is looking at his machine (laughs) and is like, hmm, one of these buttons on this machine, none of them are labeled. Would right, of uh, makes it just like randomly fire, but I just can't remember which one. Nilly. Yeah. <laughs> Once again, we're back to the labeling. Come on, guys. Just label a button. Or, you know, maybe don't include a willy nilly button at all. Right. What? Why? Anyway, so. <laughs> it's hilarious. Perry. Okay, Perry does a hilarious bit then where he uses his tail to knock <laughs> on his door that he's stuck in. And Jimmy yeah. says, oh, someone's at the door. <laughs> walks over to Perry's door. I thought he was, like, going to walk over I to his own his door. His own door. No, walks over to, to Perry's, Perry's door. door. And then is like, excuse me, Perry the platypus. Opens the door. The door, you know, is in two pieces now. And Perry right. kicks Doofenshmirtz in the face. Oh, my gosh. It's, it's, 
It's hilarious. It's objectively it's so, so funny. And then, yeah, Doofenshmirtz stumbles in the duplicatinator and accidentally pushes the firing in random places. And he's like, the see, that button. was the button. Also, <laughs> and then Perry just, like, starts beating up Doofenshmirtz again. But I was like, once again, listen, mad respect to Perry. But sometimes he doesn't suit, do a great job with, like, the protecting the city part of the job. It seems like his job yeah. is maybe just beat up Doofenshmirtz. Maybe. I just, you're right that, like, sometimes his priorities are, like, not as yeah. great as they could be. I just, yeah, he just, like, lets it go off for a while. For a minute. So. While he breaks every one of Doofenshmirtz's bones. Yeah. <laughs> so oh funny. Anyway. Cut back to uh, Candace. They're at lunch, and Linda, for some reason, there is a floor-to-ceiling window in this <laughs> restaurant. Just, like, a whole wall of windows. It's fine. They're eating inside an aquarium. Yeah. And so Linda's back is to the window part, and Candace is facing the window. They're eating lunch. They're looking at the menu. The parade goes by, and Candace is like, I'm gonna lose it! And she's like, it doesn't count if she sees it herself. So she does all these, she's like, Mom, show me the back of your chair. Can you turn your head 180 yeah. degrees? Blah, blah, blah. And Linda's like, what the flip is happening? Can I yeah. interject really fast? Please There's do. one line that Linda says that is important to me oh. at the beginning of that conversation, uh -huh. where Candace is like, wow, this place is so fancy schmancy. And Linda's like, yeah, I hope it's quiet enough with that silly parade going on outside. Oh, yeah. And I was like, is Linda anti-unification? <laughs> Maybe she's anti-parade. It doesn't really seem in character for her. It doesn't because she how loves... how much she loved the Mexican yeah. Jewish Cultural Festival. Right? And, and, like, I'm surprised she's not planning the parade. True. Like, she loves every event that happens in Danville. Hear me out. Hear me out. I think a rival mom planned the parade, was like in charge of the parade, and Linda was really bitter about it. Oh, a rival mom. She's like, I oh, a rival. Oh, oh no. Sorry. A, a I got, I got space it, I got rival it. mom. Wait, oh my gosh. I think there's some mom Do you drama. think Linda has like a mom nemesis? I hope so. I think a so. A nemomsis? Yes. <gasps> and that mom planned okay. the parade, and Linda's um, like, silly parade. Boycotting it. I yeah, that's why she was like, better. Candace, you need to spend the whole day with yeah. me so I don't have to Do think not... about this friggin' unification day parade. Right? Oh my gosh. I love that theory so much. Thanks. Also, hashtag, where's the spinoff? I would watch a mom spin off so bad, especially because it just would like have Linda more Charlene. In the PTA, just like yes. nonstop drama. Real Housewives of Danville. I'd yes. <laughs> Come on, Dan. Give us what we really want. Yeah, you got 40 episodes to work with, babe. Yeah. We can get one. We can get one Real Housewives. Come on. Anyway. Sorry. Oh, okay. so, Sorry. This is trying to get her to turn around obnoxiously. Yeah. Buford is like losing hope and then the nerd this time in a german accent is asking like what is the plan and buford's like those what other accents singing about? yeah no, right? Right. every time <laughs> those other accents he got buford's like those other ones were funny but that one's just plain offensive and jumps off a building uh onto one of the floats i yeah. think that was an accident but 
I mean, it was definitely reckless. I yeah. Don't... I just mean, I think the landing on the float part was an accident. That's a oh, like he was trying to kill himself. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> anyway. That's so dark. Uh, he oh lands. He really he... loses confidence I don't in know. himself yeah, fast. What he was I will dead. say that. Um, he lands on the Perry one and is like on this Perry-shaped balloon, but one of the rays from the duplicatinator hits the balloons that are attached to the floats, and because there's now eight giant Macy's Day balloons instead of one, all the floats float into the sky. Yeah. And some of those floats have people on them. And Isabella goes, that's weird. Our floats are floating away. And Phineas goes, I guess they are called floats. And no one's like, hey, we should save Buford and Love Handle. Nope. And also, we don't want 16 balloons just laying in the woods or no, the rivers. That is, yeah, an environmental disaster. So many yeah. wild horses were suffocated it's by those balloons. Like, destroyed ecosystems. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, anyway. Buford is on the peri balloons but like unties it so then he's just on one peri balloon and then he like floats away doofenshmirtz and peri are still fighting doof gets knocked into a trash can and then knocked off his building and magically lands on the same balloon that buford's on <laughs> and then they do yep. a bit where he's like a platypus balloon and they fly over this billboard where once yeah. again <laughs> once we have again a a a, a macy's day balloon size a billboard size working yeah, a perfectly tailored yeah three-dimensional fedora yeah. that the balloon just like catches off the bill it was just like resting there yeah and it's now on and the it's balloon wearing, yeah and he goes parry the platypus balloon listen it's a good bit but <laughs> it's a good bit but someone in Danville the door yeah is going around just pitching to every company that they can listen giant thing <laughs> hear me out yeah. giant working you know whatever what you have you need yeah an enormous working whatever thing. it is hot dog yeah so anyway it's, it's bonkers it's insane yeah they are floating away Cut to Candace, who cannot resist the urge anymore, is like, Mom, look, turn around. We have to go see the boys in the parade. Buford is floating away. He's floating above the city, and he goes, oh, There's no adjacent area and bi-state area. Yeah. It's all just one big tri-state area. And I'm like, did you think there was a wall or something, Buford? I know, right? What? He's never been in a plane before. Yeah, or a blimp or a helicopter. Hear me out. They've taken Buford into the sky. I know he was in that bubble with them, right? Yeah, I think so. Anyway, he just wasn't whatever. thinking. He wasn't quite ready, wasn't you know, to evolve in that That's way. Fair. That's and fair. Now he is. Yeah. So then Buford is like holding onto the rope, and the rope just rips off a patch of balloon. So Buford falls, and then Doofenshmirtz is like shot off into the sunset, and is like curse you, part of the bottom. And then Buford falling to his death. Yeah. And this is like, it happens kind of fast. Baljeet is like, oh my gosh, Buford! He's in his vegetable samosa costume still. He sees a balloon salesman in the park and is like, yeah, please. A balloon salesman who is holding 10,000 balloons. Yeah, like, just in his hand. Um, it's also crazy because 
I don't know what the weight difference is between Buford and this balloon salesman, but spoilers, yeah. Buford floats down on the same balloons that the salesman is effortlessly just holding without floating up in the air. True. And I'm confused about the physics I... of those balloons. Yeah. I don't That's know. All. It's you're a, right. it's nitpicky. It's for a you're right, cartoon. For I didn't children. even think about it. So it's fine. It doesn't matter. Uh, the large Buford balloon catastrophe attracts the attention of three fighter pilots who yeah. are just patrolling Danville. Circling the area, I guess. Once again, the flight paths of Danville must be absolutely bonkers because they the air traffic is crowded. insane. There is a lot going on. Yeah, so... Their yeah. air quality must be garbage. Just terrible. Anyway, the fire pilots are like, let's go check it out. And so they fly over. Buford safely goes to the ground by the, like, where the parade is. And so the fighter pilots fly over. Well, okay, first Phineas and Isabella are like, oh, we need a memorable, you know, finale. Da-da-da-da. What happened to all our clothes? And then the yeah. fighter pilots are like, choo, when Buford lands. And they're like, oh, Buford, you did great. What a wonderful finale. He lets all the balloons go. Once again, yeah. terrible. Nope, stop letting balloons go. So, so many balloons have floated yeah. into the ocean. In this. Absolutely awful. Um, is the fighter pilots being like, because doesn't one of them go like, let's investigate this, right? But, yeah. Okay, is that yeah. purposefully uh, 99 Luft balloons? Oh, joke? it is. I, I, oh, okay, great. Yeah, I heard, I guess they played a little bit of the song. I didn't hear it, so Did I didn't they? mention it. I just read it. Oh, that well, the song. Oh no, I guess it says referenced near the end when the fighter pilots take note of the large amount of balloons in the sky. Yeah, so they didn't play it anyway. But yeah, it is. Well, I caught it because I like yeah. for the song. Song ninety nine. It's good. <laughs> it's good. Yeah. So then they're like hanging out. They're like, "Wait, great job, Buford!" And he's like, "Oh no, I did something good. Now I have to do something bad." And he walks over yeah, to. to Oh. Yeah, he walks over to Baljeet, who's like, he walks away from the group off screen to Baljeet, who's off screen, and you just hear Baljeet go, oh, Buford, no! And like a, and the group is like showered in red stuff, and it pans over, and Buford just like smashed his box of jelly donuts. It was a little dark as well. Yeah, because it like, um, oh, it's like supposed it's, to it's look like, like kind of gross. Blood. Yeah. Anyway, it's, it's a yeah, lot. It's a lot. And then he's like, ah, oh, it's balanced. And that's the end, so. except for the, uh, so the after credits is, like, Candace pulls up, pulls Linda up to the parade that's still going on. I thought that, oh, that it yeah. wasn't. I don't know what's happening. But all the kids are pulling their little wagons, which I had a comment about that. Were those floats just on kitty wagons? Not secured at all? Also, how I did those wagons so. not collapse? Were they made of industrial steel? I don't... Anyway. I don't know. We can't. So, we can't possibly. No. The balloon physics in this show. Insane. Anyway, so. Anyway. Yeah, and then Candace is like, "Is like, oh my gosh, so cute." And Irving's like, "Cheese." He has a little cameo, and then yeah, the uh, Candace and Linda are on the sidewalk, and the Pharaoh guy from the Mummy episode, he yeah. like, works at the theater 
walks up once again still no shirt i mean he used to work at the theater this might true. be true this is his new job, job because he walks up and he goes are you and he checks a clipboard candace gertrude flynn yeah. and she's like yeah and he goes curse you and then walks away and yeah. linda goes i tried to warn you honey and that's the end of the episode. <laughs> did linda hire that guy i don't know does she, does know, she him? know him what that is wild you know that arrested development bit where like their dad keeps hiring that guy with (laughs) one arm to like teach them lessons same vibe that's linda with this pharaoh guy i was just thinking about arrested development the other day how i need to rewatch it i know because all this michael Sarah content with the barbie movie is like oh i should rewatch arrested development why is it so good okay also I was trying to think of some psych episodes that go along with these because we did have a request oh, to bring it was that back. specifically requested, yeah. Um, the only thing I could think of for Undercover Carl was just any episode where they go undercover because they are pretty much equally as bad at going undercover. But That's true. It is most episodes. Right? I was like, ah. I would say the one where they go undercover, like at the school. I was except that, that I feel like that one matches up with the one where Doofenshmirtz teaches at the school. Mm. But maybe I'm wrong. Fair enough. Maybe the one where uh, Sean and Juliet go undercover at like the nanny agency. Mm. That's a good one. I was trying to think of like kid ones. I know, but same. Because I thought there was one where they pretended to be kids at like a college or high school, but. No, well, the guy that, they catch is pretending to be a Yeah, kid. so I think I'm mixing that up. And There's an episode That's of funny. Castle where Javi and whatever his face is. They do like a Ryan. 21 Jump Street thing. Yeah, exactly. So The second one, I are they ever in a parade? I know! I was like, parade, parade, event. I don't... <laughs> I'm you getting just nothing. Google, like, like, parade episode? No, but I could. Is that cheating at this game? No... Listen, I think we gave it We a... made up this game, so it can be whatever we want. Drag racing, 100 clues. Uh, there's definitely in used drag racing. Right? Romeo and Juliet and Juliet, there's a parade in Chinatown. Is there one where they float away on balloons? There's, they're on the, they do the hot air balloon in the, uh, what episode is that? The, like, where they go on vacation. Oh, to the winery. Yeah, you're yeah. right. I feel like that's sort of a stretch. I mean, that's the only one with a balloon. I know, sorry. That's all I get when I search psych balloon episodes, so... Okay, hear me out. This episode of Phineas and Ferb is just Ferris Bueller. (laughs) True. (laughs) Which is also kind of every episode of Phineas and Ferb, but this one is specifically a parade. more so. so. Sure, sure, sure. This is unrelated. But yeah. I did Google a list of movies from 2005. <gasps> yeah, are and they it good? Is legitimately, all of my favorite films. Okay, I feel like I've done this. Here's the thing: there's, there's, it's also true about like, like 1998 to like 2005. Like, because there was like, I don't know, I really like The Parent Trap. Emperor's New Groove came out in like 2001 or something. In 2000, there were a lot of yeah. good movies. Is what I'm Fair. saying. But I feel like in terms of ones that like got inside my brain and never left. Oh, yeah, the perfect this man. Year, okay, the perfect Zithura. man. Kirby fully loaded. <gasps> the pacifier. Oh Sky high. Sisterhood of Shark a traveling pants. Wait, Felicity. 
<laughs> that's hilarious. amazing Kronk's new groove <gasps> Nanny McPhee oh my gosh the legend of Zorro Miss Ice Congeniality Princess. too oh my gosh Shark Boy uh, and Lava Girl <laughs> I know I'm crying Ice Princess just a lot of wins when did Hoodwinked come out Ooh. 2005 <gasps> see I'm freaking telling you you guys that was the peak I think I think everything just downhill perfect. from there too bad I was a six film that makes sense movie. oh my gosh well, racing stripes we were in the digital age and do we you remember could... racing oh, stripes <laughs> I was just That's thinking about horse that horse movie where the horse is yeah. a zebra the zebra they're racing a zebra in a horse race yeah <laughs> racing stripes you guys listen we're gonna start what do they call those things cinematic yeah. masterpiece we're starting a new stuff. podcast where we just rewatch every movie that came out in 2005 <laughs> and talk about it because what we in can't... the world oh my gosh incredible I think I would probably was just like, for whatever reason, my brain was like primed to receive content in a different way <laughs> at that time. And that's why and they're I am just who I am now. now. Oh my gosh. You know that short one man band? Mm -hmm. That came out in 2005. 2005. <laughs> yeah, that tracks. <laughs> what? I, March Did of we the like Penguins. Get our first computer in 2005. <laughs> like why? Maybe. Why that did we happen. have all of these movies? Well, <laughs> this has been nice, everybody. This has been I'm going to go watch um, The Perfect Man. Yeah, everybody <laughs> go to a parade and then go watch, <laughs> honestly, Any the of greatest film ever committed to yeah. the medium. Hilary Duff's oh, finest work. So Heather good. Locklear's finest work. Absolutely. Top I of don't their know game. Who knew that guy I'd, who was yeah. in every teen movie. True. Shaggy, slightly emo <laughs> guy. I think yeah. he might have played opposite Hilary Duff in multiple movies. I was just thinking that. They were truly the Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks of 2005. And yeah. I stand by that. Absolutely. That is just an unhinged oh movie. It's um, so insane. If you insane. haven't seen The Perfect Man, Hilary Duff catfishes her own mom. <laughs> so crazy. Um, and she's right. And she, and yeah. And the, the laurel of the story is that that was a good choice that she yeah. made. Yeah. It all works oh out. Oh my gosh. And then she wears That's... the ugliest prom dress of yeah. time. <laughs> uh... But there are a lot of cake baking montages. So. True. It's pretty good. It's fun. Cheaper by the dozen too. Oh, because yeah. of Win Dixie. <gasps> what? Narnia. Okay, you know what else came out that year that I can't really remember, but I do remember watching it is uh, Little Manhattan. Oh my gosh. I just remember seeing it in our DVD thing every time I looked for something. But I knew, well, I think I did watch it. Doesn't someone die? Or maybe that's okay. Bridge to I get it mixed but... up with uh, Bridge to Terabithia and My Girl. Oh, you're right. I'm thinking of My Girl. But Little yeah, Manhattan but... has uh, Josh Hutcherson. Yeah, right? yeah. Ten year old Josh Hutcherson. It sure does. <laughs> Playing a so six year old. Charlie he looks exactly the, the same. Chocolate Factory. What? All right. Well, I got to go frost a cake, and it's mm -hmm. 11 45 p.m. So... so sorry. It's okay. Please it's enjoy not your, your cake. Fault, but I made a cake uh 
good episode. Yep. See you guys next time. We'll see you later. Bye. Bye.